Ladies and gentlemen, please make sure you are following us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And please do leave us a five-star review. It helps us more than you can imagine. Anyways, enjoy the podcast. What are you saying, ladies and gents? It is your boy, Bucket Sam, and we are back again today for another episode of the Bucket Out Sam Talks Ball podcast. If you haven't already, please do smash the like button and subscribe. Give us a five-star review. But let's intro the cast. It's a new duo. We've not had these two on together. And we're going to start off in the corner with an absolute banging shirt. Audio listeners, check us out on Spotify right now and look at this shirt. It gets a lot of stick and I'm a massive fan of it. Jake, how are you doing, mate? Good, mate. Thank you. You? Yeah, I'm doing great. Good. I love that shirt. It's, uh, it's a beauty, isn't it? Beauty. It is a beauty. It, Throwback to a classic. Yeah, it's like, everyone takes the mic and says it's like a Mackie shirt, but... I get what they're what they're saying, and it's a bit nasty. But I thought I'd say it before they do. But it's a great shirt. It's unique. It's look. It's in my drawer. I was going to wear it in the next couple of weeks, but I thought we've got an all baggies cast on today, so I thought we can't all wear West Brom. I thought we all would, but next we've got Matt. How are you doing? Sorry, I've just. Oh, good. No, no, no. You're all good. I was, uh, I was in a far better mood when I was going to put my Albion top on, and then realised I've put on far too much weight. <laughs> wow, that's a good start. To the... I'm really sorry. I didn't mean. To... <laughs> no, no, you're all right. <laughs> He told you not to bring this up. <laughs> don't do that, don't, because it makes me sound like I'm so horrible now. <laughs> the audio listeners, you'll know him as Bobby Moore. This is what I'm trying to get to stick. <laughs> people actually, you know, people agreed. People were in the comments talking about how you actually did look like yeah, Bobby Moore. More people agreed than I anticipated, to be fair. I've definitely been called worse things, so embrace it and run with it. You say that. Bobby Moore. I was expecting you then to like wet your hair back again, wearing another Red England shirt and just keep it going, but you fought against it. Plenty of time, mate. Plenty of time okay. for the classics to come out. Oh yeah, next week I expect I expect another Bobby Moore appearance. <laughs> please, please. But there's lots to talk about. The Premier League is absolutely unreal this weekend, and it's my first week in fancy football where I've actually done all right. So I'm feeling quite okay about the Premier League. I've come off bottom of my own league. Um, <laughs> it's really embarrassing. That really embarrassing. Out of three hundred, <laughs> we won't talk about how many people are in. I'm now, I'm now finally mid-table, so I'll take that. Like. It's good. One good week has put you up to mid-table. Yeah, the standard of the league. We don't talk about yeah, how many people are in there. Then. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, there's a lot of people, but the standard of the league is absolutely atrocious. We we as a a group, all of us bucketeers, we just don't know ball quite clearly. Idiots. I, you could say that. I'm not going to accuse my <laughs> listeners of being that because I love you all. I promise you, I do. <laughs> but yeah, lots to talk about in the Premier League this weekend, and we've got to start off with Liverpool. I think it's got to be spoken about. Liverpool losing one nil to Nottingham Forest. No one expected it. Whatsoever, and I don't know who wants to go first because I know we were talking about Van Dyke off camera. I know everyone was talking about how he could have had a hat trick. And it just what, what do we all make of the game? To be honest, who wants to start? You go for it. I called it. To be fair, I don't know if I said it to anyone that <laughs> might uh, <laughs> might remember, like like Matt claims to always. <laughs> I, I said it on this date in this year. I, I do think I said it to my dad. You can ask him if you want. Um, I did. I did fancy Forest. Just, just the history behind the fixture and back in the Premier League after such an absence, um, the atmosphere. Steve Cooper always talks about the fans. Always talks about the fact that no matter what results they're getting, they're always there. They're always behind them. Never get on their back. I think it's a unique um, scenario that they're in. That they've given him uh, a contract where a lot of clubs would have sacked the manager after the start that they've had um, and his team are starting to repay him I think and I think this could be the kickstart to their season um, Liverpool on the other hand 
following their performance the previous week against City where they did everything right they created a few chances but the fact that your centre half is your most likely scorer it's not great is yeah it? it says a lot we were saying it off camera I look at this Liverpool side now and I think when you look at the starting eleven, like for example against um Forest, it's it's a mid-table side. It's bang average. If Carvalho and Harvey Elliott can get into a side that's supposedly one of the big six, it just shows the state Liverpool are in. I get there's a load of injuries and stuff, but they are in a bad place. They're good players, aren't they? But they they should be future stars, shouldn't they? Yeah, they're, and, they're they're, not and they first probably teamers. will be. They yeah, probably they will be. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not slandering them. I've just realised I'm not slagging them off now. <clears throat> they should probably have gone on loan again. Maybe they don't. They're not good enough to be starting. Let's be honest. Carvalho is the long-term replacement for Marnie, isn't he? Yeah, he's the obviously Diaz is there. We know he's injured. It, that just seems to be the story of Liverpool season at the minute. Carvalho is the long-term answer to their winger position, whether it be Salaru goes next or whatever. But for the the game at the weekend, does it make it, well? It makes the City result look like a sheer fluke. Yeah, it they've, does. they've got they've got up for for a game which has become a rivalry over the the past couple of years. Given the the battles for the Premier League, and they've 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 turned up, and they've done it. Yeah, great. But the following week, you've gone to Forest, and and been beaten relatively comfortably. Or take convincingly, yeah, Crum- quite convincingly. crumbled under the pressure. Yeah, massively. Lingard could massively. have had a couple. Yeah, <clears throat> Forest could have had a few more. To be fair. Yeah. Well, there were a few moments in the first half where their two main men, could you say? Gibbs White and Lingard have played a poor pass or mm. had a poor shot, and if they'd have been firing, mm. it could have been a different story, even by half time. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. I agree. Definitely. We, we mentioned Gibbs White last week. Um, we Mark and we said he sort of he's good in in flashes, and you know he's got a good touch and he's he's good on the half turn, but he doesn't do it consistently. He looked great against Liverpool. I thought he, he looked like he, he delivered. Yeah, finally. Really, really consistently. And if you can maintain that sort of form, then you can start to understand why Forrest were willing to pay such a large amount of money for him. Yeah, with stupid. The, yeah, with those stupid amount of money. Those add ons are absolutely insane. Yeah, because <coughs> yeah, we'll get on to that in a bit. We're going to do a transfer flop debate at the end of the uh, podcast. That'll be the debate. And I was looking at his add ons, and it starts off at 27 million. It can go up to 44 million, which is just insane. I think there's, there's like England clauses in there and relegation and all things. But if it all went well, 44 million. Gotta rate the walls for that. Like, yeah, <laughs> fair play. They've done that. that money making. It's absolutely, absolutely unreal. Best thing they've done all season. <laughs> <laughs> just a little dig there. It was just yeah. nice. I like that. It was sly. They caught them off guard. Um, next game we've got to talk about is Spurs. Uh, Spurs. Is it Spursy? Is Spursy back? Basically, that is the question I want to ask because Spursy didn't go away for very long, did he? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, oh and I know everyone accuses me of having this Spurs agenda online. There's a big thing I've noticed that that's started creeping into my DMs. That I've got some Spurs agenda, and the thing is, they can't help but say anything because they're literally just destroying themselves in front of us. Mm. They're it's easy to have an agenda against them. <laughs> Their best ever start to a season, and then they lose. Then the last two have just been absolutely horrific. Get absolutely battered by Newcastle and United, like it was absolutely nothing. Mm. Like that Newcastle game, Almiron. Oh my word! What a player! He's, he's had he's had Tottenham on toast there the entire game. Tottenham on toast is that a phrase? No, I think I might have made that one up there. Just I meant to say he was supposed yeah, to. Have, to- he's had them yeah. on toast. Yeah, had, had the entire Tottenham on toast. Tottenham on toast. It just Tottenham sounds on toast. weird, doesn't it? Sounds Tottenham on delicious. 
<laughs> but he absolutely destroyed them. Almeron, by the way, bring back bullying. Grealish has give him some at the end of last season. He was drunk out his mind. To be fair to him, but he's given him some at the end of last season, and it's given him the kick on that he needed to become the player that we all knew he was. Bonus of character. Might be a jump. The player we knew he was. Did anyone know he'd got this in him? I did. Matt called it as well in about 2018 (laughs) when we were out for Joe's birthday. Don't ever put me on a podcast with him again. (laughs) But yeah, Spurs look awful and there's pressure on Conte. I've been reading it today already because the the job's linking in with the Juventus job and you know what Conte's like. He can just throw his toys out the He's a mercenary, isn't he? He is a mercenary. I don't think there's any need. I don't understand why Spurs fans are so irate. I really don't. Because United, we've seen so far this season, can churn out results. Yep. And then Newcastle are beating, are looking very good and are beating teams convincingly. They're not embarrassing teams to lose against. If they got trounced by, you know, I know we just said they were great, but generally over the course of the season, if Forrest beat them 3-0, yeah. and then they went to, you know, Everton, who I'm sure will come on with to who had a, a good result, and they, they put two, three, four past them as well, I could understand a little bit more outrage. But they're sitting third. I, I personally still think they'll finish top four, and top four is, quite frankly, their limit. But they seem to never be happy, Spurs fans. No, they're never happy. You know, they've had a good start regardless of the most recent results they were sitting pretty in third sort of no one near them beneath mm. and challenging the top two really and because they weren't playing beautiful football Spurs fans had a problem with that yeah it's their best ever Premier but then they've start. always played okay football nice football whatever mm. and been scraping fourth or fifth or yeah. and they weren't happy with that either no. do, you, do you want nice football and be <clears throat> dipping in and out of the top four sort of challenging for let's say sixth up or do you want it to yeah. be a little bit ugly a little bit nasty but you get the job done next thing you know you're sitting pretty in the top four yeah I agree I think it doesn't help when you see City City are the only side that can, and Liverpool at points but we see in Liverpool kind of drop off but City the only side that we've seen that play beautiful football and get results mm. but they've got the ability to buy anyone they want whereas Spurs aren't yeah, in that the situation. players and the investment yeah. yeah. so I don't know why and Spurs the think and the manager the manager yeah. you know. I don't know why Spurs think that they can do exactly what City are doing it's like they looked at that and gone there's a blueprint we can do that just without the cash mm. I don't know I don't know how to explain it it just it frustrates me because I completely agree with what you're saying it's like they just don't know what they've got Spursy 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 <laughs> I love that though. It's Spurs hasn't been long gone for long. That's really got me. That has. That's really tickled me. That has. I've missed it actually. <laughs> That's going to be a great clip. That's going to really wind up a lot of it. It's not helping me though with this thing where I'm going about the Spurs agenda, and then I'm we've just I've just joined you have them. got a Spurs agenda. Yeah, we've we've I don't have a Spurs. We've decided agenda. in those last five minutes. You absolutely do. No, it's oh, cool. you hate Spurs. No, I don't. You do hate. Spurs. I don't. I don't hate any club. I don't hate any club. <laughs> No, oh, we right. always used to do well against Spurs. So I always actually quite like Spurs. I was there at the game when Simon Cox scored that absolute great volley. Oh, yeah. Great game. Yeah. I've been to Spurs a couple of times and we used to always do well against them. You know, the new stadium's absolutely class. Oh, great stadium. It's, they will. Have you watched the game of football there? <laughs> or just the NFL? 
<laughs> You're never going to want to come on a podcast with him again. It literally does not change the stadium. <laughs> no, but it's full, of, it's full of happy clappers, isn't it? The stadium when it's at the NFL. It's horrible football fans when it's a football match. It's yeah. still packed out, though, yeah. Yeah, I, I, and, and it's still a nice stadium. It's still a top four stadium. Oh, nice. I love the fact you defend. Why are you arguing with him? Why are you letting Why are you biting? Because yeah, he gets under my skin. <laughs> I was waiting for this duo. I couldn't really wait for this. Oh, okay, then. so the next game we've got, we've got to talk about Arsenal dropping points. And we spoke about it. Arsenal for the first time when they're actually in the position where <clears> they can kind of cruise and they've got, they're in control. It was like last season. They fell off. When they had the position to take fourth, they fell off and they're doing it again already. First first game where they look like they're clear and they fall off against Southampton as well. They didn't get for the jugular, did they? They really should have won that game. They could have been four or five up in that first half. Yeah, comfortably. But no, no disrespect to Southampton. They came into that, the second half really really well. Like, really good performance. But when you've got the likes of... They could smell blood at half-time, couldn't they? Oh, yeah, they could see that Arsenal weren't quite on it and... Mm. Fair play to the manager or whoever in the dressing room, the captain, has said, these are there for the ta- Well, not there for the taking, but we can get something out of this game. Yeah, yeah. But it says something about Arsenal, doesn't it, when you've got the two Armstrongs pulling strings and outplaying you. Like, that's the point where, for me, I was watching, I was thinking, this is embarrassing now. Like, you've, yeah, you've got a guy who was strongly linked with the Albion in the summer. He's <laughs> taking the mick out of It's just an off day for Arsenal, though, isn't it? It is just an off or day. Or is it the beginning of the end? It's not. The beginning not of the slide? Not at all. Not You've sorted out a title right there. That's the that that's the, the podcast the title. Nah. Arsenal, the beginning of the end. <laughs> you're, you're good at this. You're again. <laughs> no, no, it, it's a it's a, it's a off the boil day for them. And too that, early, and, and that's it. Too early. To, okay, then that's it. They, so you, Arteta's too. He's too meticulous, and the team have have become. They look too sort of ruthless over the course of this season. Nah, just yeah. one of them. Yeah, okay. I was just that was all they were missing, wasn't it? A bit of ruthlessness yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've spoken about that before. I, I think that's the one thing Arsenal have always been lacking, and we we've seen a they have of, always been lacking. But this season they've started, seemed to have yeah. got a bit. Yeah, because I would say it's great having youngsters, but it's all the, the worst part about having loads of youngsters. I spoke about with Arsenal. I think it's immature. Like, no, sorry, immature is probably the wrong word, but you can see that, that sometimes it's naive. That's probably a better word. They don't look like they got that conviction to actually win some of these tough games. Mm. We saw it in some of the early, like the game against Leeds and stuff, where they kind of pulled through at the end. But this game against Southampton, it looked like the old Arsenal. But it may just be, as you said, a blip. One, it's not game. too many gritty players in there. Is there someone who'll get someone up by the yeah. scuff of the neck in the change? I, mm. I mean, I don't know if that happens as much these days as it did back in the day yeah, that you hear gone. about. Game's gone. Game's yeah. gone. It's knackered. There's no coming back from this. You know, when Granite Xhaka's your hard man. Doesn't help, does it? Game's gone. Yeah, exactly. Some respect on his name. Yeah, oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. This is his number one fanboy right here. Classic, oh no, I like him. Classic, yeah. If he's your hard man. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It does say a lot. And he's then... no Martin Keown, is he? <laughs> Very true. Very he's... true. Okay, then, so the next thing I want to talk about is Leeds, because Jesse Marsh at the moment, they're this booing him. They're booing him off the pitch and it didn't look good. 3-2 against Fulham. Fulham outplayed them as well and Fulham should have really battered them, let's be honest. They were lucky to get that final goal right at the end. And there's a lot of pressure on him and they're calling for him to be sacked. What what, what would you do in the situation? What do you think of the whole situation? For me, Leeds were spoiled with Bielsa. And that... that it, it, was a, it, it was a great time to be a Leeds fan and they played great football... 
and all this sort of stuff. But when it goes sour up, up Leeds, it goes real sour real quick. And it, and it's a horrendously yeah. volatile place to be. And it doesn't matter. Even if he was to turn it round and have a run of three or four games, you know, two wins, two draws or something like that, there'd still be people calling for his head because they've made their mind up already. But they was, And I think a lot of that now stems from Bielsa and the fact that they were spoiled with having a manager that good do such great things with the team and they achieve such good things. With a team that wasn't very good. With a team that wasn't very good. Yeah, oh, yeah. especially when you look you for know. man for man. Like I was looking back at this, I was watching some of the Premier League years and it was like a couple of years back, I was watching the COVID year one and I was looking at that squad and how they were getting results when they got like Luke Aylin as, uh, sorry, no respect to Luke Aylin, but players like that as a back four. And you, you, you hold... don't have to say no disrespect. Like if you're going to disrespect them, no, I know, but, uh, but I'm not trying to. Dis- I've used him, but I actually do quite like Luke Aylin. He's a good yeah, player. Yeah. But I, I remember that they've got Adam Forshaw. Adam Forshaw. Oh, there we go. That's a kind of more of a player that I would throw disrespect on. He was not a penalty <laughs> player. They're that kind of those kind of players. And you Jamie think, Shackleton. Yeah, they were getting results with a team like that. <laughs> Tyler Roberts. Yeah, exactly. I've been rejected. Well, he's, at the moment he's doing well at QPR. Looks like he's coming straight back up into the prem. But we won't we won't talk about to the, be loaned out again. Yeah, we don't talk about the championship because it's nothing league with the baggies. Nothing, yeah, nothing. It's, um, a, it's a difficult one because he's clearly he's got no sort of plan B, has he? No. He, he's, he's. I think he struggled to adapt to English football as much as the players are struggling to adapt to whatever he's trying to implement, and they look just completely different from. The leads that we've come to know over the past sort of three, four years. Yeah, I'll but completely again, because they were spoiled with Bielsa. Yeah, I'll completely agree. I think um, Jesse Marsh is literally just a Bielsa off wish though, because he likes the he likes the high intensity. <laughs> no, because he likes the high intensity. He likes the aggressiveness, but then there's no substance to it. Okay, so talking about Leeds, maybe discussions about relegation, I thought I'd get both of your relegation predictions, because we've asked everyone so far, and it's always a good laugh, isn't it? Because either we can laugh back in a couple of months' time, because that's what we'll do, we'll laugh at mine, because I said there's absolutely no chance Forrest will be in a relegation battle, I said I think they were going to get potentially top half the table, but then they did go and sign about 50 players, so we'll just that's what I mean, we can just sweep it all under the car, we'll just laugh about it. So I thought, pit away, I'll ask Matt, I'll ask yours first. Who are your relegation predictions? Who do you think will go down? Wolves, Leeds, Southampton. In that order? No way. Yes. That's what I was going to say. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. That is genuinely what mm. I was going to say. In that order as well? As Wol- in Wolves, Wolves bottom, bottom, Leeds, Southampton. God, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> That's mad, that. Yeah, Wolves, Leeds, Southampton. I think if, if, if touching on what we just have, if, Leeds do sack uh, Jesse March. I don't think it matters who they bring in. I, I just I don't think the players generally are good enough. Yeah, no. I, I, think, I think they had that bit of magic. <clears throat> they ain't got it no more, and I just don't think they're good enough. Um, so I think they'll drop Southampton. I just think it's their year. It's time for them now to just. just it feels stop. like it's been their year for years, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, but they just linger like a. Bad smell. Yeah, like a flow at a barbecue. <laughs> just, That's a great just, analogy. I love that. Just, oh, they're just not doing anything, but they're just there. We spoke about this with Bernie, didn't we? Because I kept saying they're always aroundabouts, but they don't never get relegated. <laughs> so I, I think I, I, I sort of get it. I agree. I said Southampton as well myself. Actually, my second attempt, not my first attempt, my second attempt. So I'd agree with you with Southampton. Okay. 
And Leeds, yeah, Leeds, they're looking, they're looking, they're looking poor, aren't they? Mm. I, yeah, I think I don't think it's something as simple as a change of manager. It needs. I don't know the the players that they signed as well. Yeah, because they spent a yeah. fortune in the summer. They spent over a hundred million in the summer. Yeah, mm. and it's sort of players that you've only half heard of. Yeah, and they don't look great. And it's the manager seen, trying no. to implement his style. And it's if they replace the manager, then do all of those players become redundant, mm. and they have to start again. Yeah, and so, you, you can't start again in January. No, in the bottom three, or you know, it's some task if you do. <laughs> Fair play if they did. I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's going to be interesting to see how this World Cup affects all of this. Mm. Because a lot of these clubs, none of their players will go to the World Cup, so they'll have them for a good couple of good couple of months. Looks like a good couple of weeks, sorry. Then they can literally sit them down, work with them, and maybe change the whole system and things. Well, that's why I think if anyone's looking at changing managers, it's like a free to do it now. Yeah. Rather than to do it around Christmas time when a lot of clubs tend to. Yeah. Because you know they do it so that they can be in for the transfer window and whatnot. <clears> to do <throat> it now, to have a full four weeks with the majority I know some are going to be missing for the World Cup but to have four weeks with the majority of your squad have a mini pre-season now is the time if you're going to change your manager do it now Yeah. don't wait until those two or three results after the World Cup and you're still on a decline mm. and you've got to do it which is why Wolves are in there for me because they've said that they're keeping uh, Steve Davis Steve yeah. Davis yeah. Steve Davis till 2023 they're keeping him t- why? Oh, Why are they? What, I don't get it. Because they've been rejected by everyone. That well, they wanted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's a, maybe it's a thing with Lopetegui and they're they're holding out. It's a very <clears throat> it's a very weird situation that I don't, and I do lot. like this guy that they've got in charge. Uh, this have you heard him talking about? Like, I'd do anything for this club. The passion, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like if they want, if the new manager wants to keep me on as kit man, I'd be I'd be happy with yeah, that. I'd, I'd be the dinner lady. I was literally about to passion say that merchant. passion merchant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think they they're just completely just bereft of confidence, aren't they? Like they started well against Leicester, and then they were only one nil down from, from what was a, a tremendous strike, and they just capitulated, ch- chucked it in straight away. Yeah. And for me, that that is just a, a confidence issue. They need a new striker. Jimenez, he, he just ain't it no more, which is understandable because that's a, a you know like a life changing injury that he had and his whole game was based around his physicality and challenging for the ball using his head a lot yeah he ain't going to be the same player yeah you know um, and then they signed that new bloke and he got injured instantly he's he got out injured for a couple instantly. of months they've offloaded that Fabio Silva yeah he's, he's gone out on loan he's point. absolutely killing it as well have you seen <laughs> Nine he's goals a, and two assists far, already. He's in a farmer's league. No, no, but he's, he needs someone to score yeah. and he's gone away. Yeah, yeah. Berahino got a few goals in that league, to be fair. Yeah, <laughs> he did. He did. He did. Yeah, yeah. Case closed, that's his job. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, they're just completely. There's no confidence there. And yeah, the, the stink is growing, isn't yeah. it? You can just tell. Did you see the stats, though, that after the game, the shots? So Leicester had five shots on target and the Wolves had over 20 shots in that game. Because it, I saw a screenshot, it was like, have a guess the scoreline. Wolves had like over 60% possession. It was like something like 18, 19 shots, and it was something ridiculous like 10 on target. Did they win unexpected goals? <laughs> they did win on XG. On XG, they, they were ahead. It's crazy. 
but it just shows you, doesn't it, the lack of conviction and things that that that's growing at that club, and it, you can't, you don't want this to become the new mentality, doesn't it, like to 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 not win games because it's really bad habit because we're doing very well at it at the moment, the Albion, but we don't need to get onto the Albion. I, I I just don't think people want to be there anymore. I think the whole concept of that Bruno Large wanting to play with a four and not a, a three or a five, I think was just a pure cover up because Cody wanted out. Cody's gone. Neves, I don't. Do you think, think he wanted out? Conspiracy theories. Do that? you reckon? Never. I get the impression Neves don't want to be there. Adama Traore is not going to want to be there. He's gone from Wolves to Barca. Neves doesn't play like he doesn't want to be there, though, does he? He's he one of the few. Have, that... Because on the pitch, he's just he's a proper tremendous professional. Yeah, he's quality. Isn't he? But if you're telling me someone swoops in in January, <coughs> like United, and goes right, there's forty million. You need it because you're in the mire. He wants out. Conspiracy mm. oh, theories with Matt. I'm loving this. This could be a this could be a segment. So are you trying to say that Ruben Neves don't want it? <laughs> <laughs> trying to say that Wolverhampton Wanderers as a whole just don't, don't want, want it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so now we are on to the final part of the podcast, the debate. This time we are doing our transfer flops debate. But before we get into it, please do smash the like button and do subscribe if you haven't already. Five-star reviews only. We're going to be going through all the transfers, well, the big transfers from the suburb, and we'll be discussing it and deciding. I know it's early, but whether they're a transfer flop or not. That is it, transfer flop or not. That's what we're going to do every time. And I can't believe I just did that. <laughs> It sounded so cool in my head when I did that. Yeah. Oh, that weren't good. No, okay, it was, it was cool. So the first player we're going to be discussing, and I, I'm quite excited to talk about this with you two. Uh, this one's for Joe. So the first one we're going to be talking about is Philip Coutinho, signed for 18 million to Aston Villa, and so far this season, 11 games, zero goals, zero assists, and he's 30 years old. So is he a transfer flop or not? <laughs> I feel like we're all going to be in unison for this, aren't we? He's a good signing, look, I'm good. <laughs> I still think he was signed just because he was Stevie G's mate. There was nothing from that loan. He had two good games, and other than that, I still haven't seen him have a good game in a Villa shirt. He did nearly stop Man City winning the league. <laughs> nearly? Exactly. That, 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 is actually, that, that is the highlight. His highlight of his Aston Villa career, that. And they, they did so well with him on the bench this week. He didn't play and they absolutely tore it apart. Maybe he's good in the dressing room then. Yeah, it must be it. That must be it. <laughs> on, a, on a serious note though, is it the same concept as Ronaldo at United? Whereas, oh, come on. No, no, I don't mean it from a... From so, a I uh, want to hear uh, how you're going to pull this together now. I don't if, mean it from if, a production point of view, but I mean it if from Philip a... If Philip Coutinho listens to this podcast, he'll be chuffed that you've put him <laughs> in the same sentence as Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah, no, believe me, I'm not comparing the two. Um, but from a team perspective... There was a stat come out a while ago. I forget the actual sort of you know meat of it. Content of it. You saw that. But what it basically said was, um, United are far more productive as a team in terms of goal scored, chances created when Ronaldo doesn't play. Yeah. Because when he does play, he's the absolute focal point, and they always try and work the ball to him. Yeah. Is it the same concept with Coutinho at Villa? Do they think? Because he's had a good career and he's a very talented player, um, everything's got to go through him, and therefore it restricts their players as a team. Yeah, I probably would agree with that. The way, yeah, 
great, I probably great agree save. With that. Great save. You solid, saved, yeah. Great save. You have saved that quite well, actually. <laughs> it was solid. At the start, Me? I was thinking, what on earth are you on about? But you did, you did do that well. I completely, in, in that sense, CR7 and Coutinho are basically the same player. I agree with you. Just in that aspect, I'm um, agreeing with you. I have nothing to add on that. <laughs> okay, then. So we all agreeing that Philip Coutinho, by the way, is definitely not. Massive flop. He's a massive flop. Massive. Good. Huge. I, was just, I just wanted to make sure. Um, so <laughs> the next player we're going to be talking about, flop. transfer flop or not, Nathan Collins signed for the Wolves for £21.8 in the nine games. Um, Wolves are sat in the relegation zone. So um, what do you want to... Does anyone want to talk Who? about... Nathan Collins. Who? Exactly. He was good he was, at Burnley last year. He, he was, was their stone. big name signing, wasn't he? Like they've signed a centre-half... From Burnley, yeah, it, um, it's not yeah, really all he's now. done is kick greenish in the midriff. <laughs> it was a great highlight that was, wasn't it? Um, one of the not the worst foul, but one of the worst tackles in terms of attempting to get the ball yeah. I've ever seen. So at least he's got that achievement because he was a better mile away from it. Mm. But to be fair, Wolves. I know <coughs> we can we can laugh and we can joke. Wolves defensively have been actually quite. Bar this weekend, they have actually been quite good. They've got one yeah. of the better defenses in the yeah, league. So he has added to that. It's just they can't score. That's their problem. So I would I wouldn't say he was a transfer flop in my opinion. No, I would agree. I'd just say it's a pretty average sign. It's nothing you can really get excited about because it is a Burnley, a relegated centre half for 20 million like it's 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 a difficult one to get excited about isn't it really Cody went Bolly went they had you know spaces they needed to fill he's coming he's done it he's not made any drastic mistakes had he has he you know no, no, other, no. other than the you know the greenish clip but he's, he's he is just what a centre half who played at Burnley he's he's a head it and kick it and he's never going to set the world on fire but they needed a centre half, and there he is. Yeah. So, what did Tony Pulis call them? Hamaneggers. 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 That's brilliant. That. I've not oh, heard that. You've not before. heard that. You're not. No, that's yeah. brilliant. You'll have to remind me that. I'll have to write that down. After Players that. like that, like Ryan Shawcross. Oh, okay, yeah. Charlie Adam. Yeah. Hamaneggers. Hamaneggers. Oh, I love that. Okay. So I think we. What we all say, and then transfer flop or not? Nah, he ain't flop. He ain't flop. I'd say it's just it's just in the middle. It's just for me. Yeah. It's it's nothing to get excited about. We'll get on to the more exciting players. Uh, by the way, as we're moving through all these players, every time we go up, the player will be increasing in transfer fee. So we'll get to some of the big boys at the end. I know that's why people are listening. Uh, so the next one, uh, Basuma for twenty six point two million to Spurs. He's played eleven games a season, not many starts. And for me, I'm going to go straight in and say I think he's been a transfer flop. I think he's been really disappointing. I expected a lot more from him. Like you say, I expected a lot more from him and I thought it was a good signing. And I thought the the fee wasn't ridiculous either. I thought, done a good job at Brighton, probably ready to go on to the next level. Good move for him, good move for Tottenham. Could Brighton maybe have got a bit more money for him? Who knows? But yeah, I, I tend to agree. He's, he's not done it, has he? Yeah. Um, especially in a Spurs side that are third in the league. Mm. Maybe... Is he too much of a sort of not like a Conte player? Not the way that Spurs play. Does he not really fit that system? Is that not his fault? 
I don't know. I I expected more from him. It, if I'm being it baffles me honest. when they made these kind of signings. Same as Jed Spence. <clears throat> We've seen two signings, two marquee signings that everyone got really excited about. And Conte just hasn't used either of them really. Yes, he's played 11 games, but he's not started many at all. Is it a con- Did Conte actually want these players? I was going to say, is he, is he the man doing making the signings? Because you know what Conte's like? He will just refuse to play you if he doesn't like Oh, he's not bothered, he's, is he? He's, no, he's stubborn. Not bothered. He's massively stubborn. So would you agree transfer flop then? Or not, Matt? Yeah. I think you've got him, yeah, because he looked lost against United, didn't he? Oh, yeah. It's in, a, in he a good example, yeah. He looked absolutely lost. And it's not like he doesn't know the league. It's not like he's not played against United before, just using that as an example. He's a flop at the minute, but we all know he's got the capability to Come be right. a really, really good player. At the minute, he's a flop. Yeah. And I hope he can he can sort of turn it round, because otherwise you're looking at another sort of Zaha to United case, aren't you? Where yeah. he was probably ready to make the step, but for one reason or another, manager, system, mm. you know, work. it, it just look- didn't work out. And that would be a shame, because I think he's a very good player. It looks a bit of a case of a big fish in a small pond going yes. becoming a, a much smaller fish <clears throat> in a much bigger pond yeah. and on. he's not quite made the step up <laughs> what's made me laugh then one of my favourite moments on this podcast is when Sol tried to say that phrase and I don't know if you've seen it guys it's a clip and it's on its own it's absolutely brilliant when Sol tried to say about Grealish being a, a, a fish in a pond and he just couldn't <laughs> just, so Sol listen he'll know exactly what I'm talking about slurry Sol he's got hammered slurman that's what we call him <laughs> Um, <laughs> okay, so we're all agreeing then he's a flop. So next one, we're going to talk about Morgan Gibbs-White. £26.5 million pounds for Nottingham Forest. 12 games, zero goals and two assists. We've spoken about him before already on this podcast. What Do we do we think he's a transfer flop or not? Is it too... It's a real difficult one for me because I think he's in a, a real struggling side and we've seen glimpses of what he can do. And to... He's been one of the only players that have really consistently played for Forest, and the fact that he's done that is a good start because you know how much they chop and change. They're starting eleven. I think that's the thing. I think it's difficult for someone who is is consistently in the team. Yes, obviously that's exactly what he'll want to be. He'll want to be one of the main men, one of the first names on the team sheet. But having the whole team chopped and changed around you, not being able to build up any chemistry with the players around you, um, having a consistent partner in midfield, having a consistent striker to play the ball up to. Um, I think he needs a little bit more time. And ultimately, these players don't decide their own transfer fees, do they? Because we spoke about um, add-ons before. What did you say? It was potentially adding to... 44. See, that's ridiculous for a player who's had a couple of good seasons in the Championship and come in and out for the Wolves when they've been in the Premier League Yeah, like we said earlier fantastic business by the Wolves mm. you know would he have them at the bottom three I, I doubt it so on their part fair play mm. but I, I think he needs a bit more a bit more time and maybe a bit more consistency with the team around him as well you touched on it earlier didn't you with, with obviously the results at the weekend and maybe Cooper sort of he's starting to find his, the system that works for the players that they've brought in Maybe starting They're to going to finish his... in the top six. It's going to be like last season. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to go on a winning run. Just now, a flick of a switch and it all just goes. No, finishing Europe. <laughs> <laughs> <Can> you imagine? <laughs> Jeez. But yeah, I think it fits in with the point you made earlier. If if this result is the springboard now and he gets that consistency, it's too early to call him a flop. 
but, but then, we'll, 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 you know, you come back to him in sort of February. Am I being so? I completely agree with you, but I'm just thinking from an outsider now. Is this me having my English bias here? Because I've just written off Basuma instantly. Basuma was proven at Premier League level, and yeah, you, you, know, you know he's case. capable, and he's just not produced this season so far. <clears throat> Gibbs White, let's be brutally honest, the unknown, yeah. he, had, he had half a good season in the the Championship. Uh, which like you know his breakout season, if you want to call it that, and then all of a sudden has got a massive price tag. If he wasn't an English player, he wouldn't have had that price tag. Yeah. There's just there's this weird thing about young English talent that seems to be able to produce, where all of a sudden you stick an extra 15, 20 million on. Yeah, no, with, I'd agree. With no real substance. So there's expectation with Basuma. There isn't really with Gibbs White. Yeah, no. There's, there's only expectation with Gibbs White because of the ridiculous price tag it could end up being. Yeah, that, I'm glad you've said that now. It makes me feel better because I did think, oh my word, I've got the, the what everyone accused me of anyway of having an English bias. Um, so next one we're going to move to is Fabio Vieira, thirty-one and a half million signed for Arsenal in the summer. Six games, one goal, zero assists in the Premier League. Hasn't really featured at all, and this is, again is a difficult one for me. I think. I understand what they're doing. They're trying to sign players that can be for the squad and things, but I haven't seen anything of him yet where I've really been... I've gone, and he's made me excited and thought, wow, what a player. How you can tell he's not that great is Shaq has somehow moved into more of an advanced midfielder because, but they signed this guy to be a backup for Odegaard. But Shaq is doing that role. Mm. Like, I don't know, it's just a bit of a weird one for me. I don't I, know what I make of him. I don't know enough of him to really six games. You'd want you want at thirty one and a half million. You'd want a player to play more than six games in the Premier League. But the amount of money that Arsenal spend and have been spending in the last few transfer windows, do they have the luxury of having that so much money that they can spend thirty one and a half million on a squad player? Yeah, actually, the way yeah. Because if they way. do, then it's not a bad signing because. You know, he's had very, I was going to say flashes, very small flashes. Um, he's done it a couple of times in Europe, scored a couple of goals. Is that what he's there for? Is that what he's there to do? You know, be a bit part player. And like I say, anyone else in the league, bar two or three, isn't ever going to be spending £31 million yeah. on a backup. But... In this scenario, maybe it is a good signing. Yeah, so when you put in it like that, actually, then it definitely isn't a transfer flop. I completely agree with you, is it, is actually, it, now when you put it like that. Attacking midfielder, is Yeah, he plays in the number 10. So he's kind of a bit part player. He's been playing in the, he's been playing in Europe. He struggled against PSV, but everyone did against PSV. I was really, That's the game I watched when I was quite disappointed with him. But then again, he scored a good goal against, I think it was Fulham, earlier in the season. He's, he's, he's done all right, pretty much. So, yeah, actually, good Jake, you've convinced me. I'm going to say... Thanks, I'm going to say... <laughs> I'd change my mind. I'd originally said flop, but I changed my mind. He's definitely not. I don't know if you agree with that, Matt. I don't know if you agree. Yeah, you know, it, they've got Odegaard who can play in there. Jacka, we already touched on in previous pods. He's he's this... Whether they bought him in to be sort of a more... Um, a more sort of regular feature and Jacka moving forward has just been better. Yeah. That that could also be something to go on, but great, you know everything's been said by Jake pretty much. They have got that luxury, and 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 he, he's clearly capable. Otherwise, they wouldn't have signed him. 
Okay, no, I agree. I agree with that, definitely. Okay, so the next one we're going to talk about is Sven Botman. 33.5 million to Newcastle. And for me, straight away, I'm going to put it out there, signing of the season. He's classic. He's absolutely unreal. He's just dynamite. I absolutely love him. Newcastle don't make bad signings. No. They really don't. I saw him play last season when I went to Lille and I remember watching the game and he was absolutely <coughs> class and I said he'd be so good in the Premier League and we, everyone was talking about Arsenal, Liverpool, City, everyone was linked with him. Newcastle came in, got him for 33.5 million. He looks, he looks like an absolute steal. So good. Botman for Newcastle could be what company became for Man City. Oh, that's a big shout. Where do you want your statue, Sven oh. Botman? <laughs> <laughs> I love that though. It comes in early relatively early into um, you know a massive change of direction for the club starts off tremendous the fans love him he, he's taken to the league really well and if they're going to you know with all their takeover money and all that if they're going to start working through and really achieving and, and, and winning things he could be the the focal point of that yeah no I'd agree I like that him and Kieran Play- Trippier yeah players like that are the groundwork to your success aren't they you can sp- I think when teams come into money they spend on people who score goals they spend on attacking they spend on on flair players and signings like that tend to go under the radar same case as Vincent Company for yeah. for years really he yeah. was only such a massive name in the last few years towards the end of his Man City career um but he was arguably the most important signing they made in their period of dominance. Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely I would definitely agree with that. I definitely agree. So we all agree and then Botman's a great signing. Yeah, okay, next one I'm talking about is Koulibaly. Thirty four point two million to Chelsea and he's made eight appearances. Now this one's a bit of a sticky one for me. I'm not I'm still not convinced by him. I still find him a little bit erratic at points. And there's a reason why Graham Potter keeps taking him off. He's just he's just hasn't been good enough for me. I don't think he's been consistent. And he's a player. He's getting up. He's getting on now. He's 31 years old. It's, I feel like they've overpaid for him. And this is when we talk about having new money and things and making the signings. I don't understand when you think you could have had Botman for a million cheaper. I don't know why they haven't gone for somebody like Botman because he. I don't know. It's just something that doesn't feel right with Koulibaly for me. Come from Napoli, didn't he? Yeah. He's been somebody that when you watch the Champions League and you know over the years that you look at and think you see these little highlight reels as well of all these tackles that he can make he ain't a ball playing centre half you don't need to be in the Italian league you need to be as we said earlier a Hamanega and that's what he is he's head it kick it and he can, he can look quite erratic at times but he's been somebody who I've, I've wanted to see for a while um, maybe the fact that he's come a little bit older that's a shame but it, that ain't a reason neither because Thiago Silva come when he was yeah what 36 35 36 we'll he, he was old anyway yeah. or generally speaking he was old so age ain't really a, a thing but is he being caught out because sometimes Potter goes with a three and you want your centre-halves to be ball players he, he ain't a ball player he is a head it and kick it win the ball see ball get ball centre-half yeah no, I'd agree with that. For me, he's a transfer flop. I'm just putting it out there now. I don't know if you guys both agree. If you had to... uh, I don't know. I think you expect big things from him because he's sort of a, sort of a like a household name. Yeah, he's been linked with everyone for about five yeah. years. Hasn't and he? you expect the world from him, but he's a household name because you watch him six or seven times a year in the Champions League. Yeah. I'm telling. Yeah. yeah, no, I'd agree with that. 
I think that's yeah, that's probably the best way of summing it up. So I think it's another one with high expectations, and but then again, Chelsea a very up and down. I watch them some weeks, and I think they could go on to win the league, mm. and then I'll watch them draw a time, and just think you haven't got that. Yeah. They're missing something, aren't they? Yeah. And I don't know what it is. No. Um, board board draw with Brentford. Yeah, you know, after about half an hour, they were, you know, sort of being pegged back by United majority of that game. Yeah, um, it's a tough one, and it, it's, when it clicks, I think they could be very dangerous. Yeah. But it's just waiting minute, for it to click. Yeah. yeah, it seems like a bit of an up and down player in a bit of an up and down team. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. So next one, definitely, then we're going to have to do is Calvin Phillips signed for forty-four. Just, just sorry, Calvin Phillips who just signed for just over forty-four million to Manchester City, one Premier League appearance. Who? Just what on <laughs> earth is going on with that? I know he's got injuries and things, but he's played in the Champions League a few times. It's just there's something not right with that. He's good, mate. I, I, I personally think it's harsh you putting him on this list. But for, I'm gonna, I'm have to for that the, fee. No, I'll get it. I'll get it for the fee. But that's a horrible injury as well, though, in it to be. Did Man City sign him to stop him signing for a rival? With no intention of playing him. <laughs> that's a, but another conspiracy, conspiracy theory. That's what we're doing all week. All, the, all this episode. That's all we're doing. But I, I don't know. I think they they saw him and, and thought. Rodri can't play 50, 60 games a season, so we've got to have somebody else who can play as a whole the midfielder. And we just haven't seen it. He just hasn't been good enough. It's another thing of this young English magic spell that everyone seems to think there is around players. And he stands out in a Leeds team that we were discussing earlier who two or three years ago you've you've hardly heard of the, any of the players in that team. Yeah, He stands out in that team. Yeah, and I would agree with that. I, I, I'm going straight in and saying flop. I think he has to. <coughs> 44 yeah. million to make one appearance. Uh, yes, yeah, whether it's injured or not, and when you have been out and fit to play. <laughs> You've just been playing on one leg for that money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, it's just. I just think it's a flop. 44 million. We can talk about City spending money, but they still spent 44 million on him, like, and one appearance. That I don't know how you can argue it. Yeah. It, it, you're not happy with it I can tell you're not no, happy watch this space watch this space okay we'll watch it you sound that as if it's you then watch this space as if like you've, you've got some like effect on the output give it I, give it I six think... months it'll be like do you remember when I said yeah when we were there yeah. and come back to this the difference is now everything's recorded 6.57 <laughs> um, I can cut that out if we need <laughs> if he does come good I'll cut it <laughs> in the England team he was you know one of if not the best performing player for England during the Euros run to the final. He can do it with better players around him in a better team. And they weren't even like a whole team sort of thing. It's obviously the national team set up, isn't it? Um, so he's got the capability. Injury put him back. At some point, Rodri will get injured. you know, And then he's he's got no choice but to have a run of games. Um and I think that's all he needs. I think he just needs a run of games. And as soon as he starts to find his rhythm, I think he'll be back to... You'll soon see when Rodri gets injured 
and Pep sticks John Stones in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally, literally. Okay, down to now to the final few, the big boys, the big transfers. So we're going to start off with Gabby Jesus. 47 million, 11 games, five goals, four assists. I think we all agree with that, surely. Nine contributions in 11, 11 games in the Premier League is absolutely insane. I think that's. I think it's brilliant. I think he's definitely a transfer. He's he's not a flop at all. He's absolutely one of the better signings. Signing of the season. season. Yeah, absolutely unreal. And you can just see how much he's improved Arsenal. Just the simple things. He's just he's so more so more better so more better more so, better more better he's so more better so much better than the likes of <laughs> Aubameyang and Lacazette ever was for Arsenal in my opinion already. He's just transformed them. He's a winner, proven winner. Been around winning teams. It goes to show City's dominance, doesn't it? That Pep is bored of winning the league every year. So he's just given Arsenal <laughs> Jesus and Zinchenko so that they can compete. So that he's got someone someone else to beat, someone new to beat, Literally. other than just Liverpool. So there's not really much else to say than that, is there really? He's just a great player and we all agree, surely. He's fantastic, yeah. 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 So I'd- And I, I think his attitude in the dressing room as well, in terms of... We were talking about a young team and there's no one really with the bit between their teeth. I think he would be. I think he'd be a, a gritty character and yeah. if things were going wrong, he'd stand up and be counted. And I think that, as well as his quality on the pitch, I think he could be one of those in the dressing room as well. I think deep down, I think he's got a point to prove as well. Not to anyone not of us watching, but I think to himself. Because he could be sat there going, I've sat behind Aguero all these years waited for him to go and then Harland. and then all of a sudden it's Haaland and, and you're getting offloaded and it's uh, he's got the opportunity now to be the focal point of a team go and prove that he <coughs> could have been yeah, that's a good point. City's main man yeah, you know? I'd never thought of it like that actually he might not care because he's got Premier League medals and God knows what else sort of medals um, but deep down competitive nature of footballers he could have a little chip on his shoulder. You'd like to think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. The way you put it like 100%. that. Yeah, no, you definitely. He always looks like he's about to cry, though. If I was as good it's at football as he is, for the last six years, I'd be pretty happy. I'd, have well, I'd be crying if I'd left City. I'd be going to end up at Arsenal. <laughs> when you look, turn around. You've got Cedric. You've got Cedric Suarez. You've got Arsenal agenda. You've got a North London agenda. No, that was for the Spurs fans to show him. Look, there's no agenda. Look, North London agenda. It goes both ways. I was just going to dig out Cedric Suarez and saying that, like he's. He's turned around, he's gone for lots of Cancelo and Carl Walker as your right backs, and then now you've got Ben White and Cedric Suarez. It's just a bit of a drop, that's all. Ben that White's do. been tremendous. No, I know he has. I just wanted to I just want to show that it's no agenda. Okay, I'm trying to be You open. Lo- you love West Ham, don't you? <laughs> They're massive. Um next player I want to talk about. Raheem Sterling signed to Chelsea for fifty point five million. Ten games, three goals, one assist. What's everyone made of his it's a very weird start to his Chelsea time. But then, do you not think that when you look at the numbers, it, it, it's one of the contributions. <clears throat> I don't think it's actually that bad. I think it's what I was saying about um, Koulibaly, and in terms of Chelsea, and in terms of being in that team, they're not. They don't seem to find any sort of form, and I think Sterling's brilliant when he's in a team that's in form. You know, there's no stopping him for Man City. There was no stopping him with England at the at the Euros. But it was teams that were in form, going for the jugular, and Chelsea being a little bit up and down, changing managers. 
I don't know. It's 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 a scenario he's not found himself in before, maybe. Yeah, I Pep, think that's... Pep took Sterling after one good season at Liverpool, and people still had questions about <coughs> his end product. Generally, yeah, turned him into a very very good winger, very productive winger who could score, could assist, knew the you know learned the right positions to be in at the right times. And the geezer's five foot seven. He then goes to Chelsea, and gets played down the middle. He ain't, he ain't a number nine. He's too lightweight. And it looks to me like he can't find the positions he did at City within the box as naturally with Chelsea. Could be down to system again, but he's also so used to, right, if I'm on the wing and the ball comes to me, I'm going to get to the byline and pull it back here. Or I'm going to drive inside, lay it off and then make my way into the box. He, he, he knows how to work it from the wing. I don't think he does down the middle. Yeah, no, I, I, I'd agree. And I don't think it helps when the, the, you think about the kind of players he's playing with and the chances getting created for him. Whereas now he's, got, he's playing alongside like Pulisic and Aubameyang. You aren't going to create those constant chances. He hasn't yeah. got the likes of Kevin De Bruyne. The Chelsea are a good side, but they're, not, they're no City, are they? Coming out of City's team is going to be so hard, isn't it? Because yeah. of the quality around you. But the bloke we were previously talking about, Jesus... It's two examples of how to come out of the team. I know that he wasn't playing every week. Um, he's maybe got a bit more to prove than Sterling. Has Sterling proved everything he needs to prove? Not yet. In his own head, maybe? Don't know. I still think there's more to come, so I think I think we're all agreeing then. Transfer flop, probably. Is it a bit harsh? I think flop's a bit harsh, but yeah. he's not done what I've wanted him to do. And for fifty million, I know we said you can't mm. put, you can't I just hold think... the transfer fee against them, but you, you've kind of got yeah. to, haven't you? I just don't think he's been utilised in the right fashion. It, not, and in not... fairness, I don't think fifty million was expensive when they signed him. I thought it was a great signing, fifty yeah. million. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. There's still definitely more to come from him, but we'd like to see the next <coughs> one. The next player we'd like to talk about then, whether a transfer flop or not, Martinez for Manchester United for 51.6 million. He's played 11 games, and United have had a, a pretty interesting start to the season. I know Matt will, will definitely want to take the floor with this because I know you absolutely love, love small centre backs. Everyone writ him off, and he had a, he was exposed briefly during the Brentford game. And it's almost like he's learned from that and he's learned how to sort of adapt to it now. He's, he's just got everything. He's, he's a horrible, horrible person to play against. He's, a, he's good with the ball. He's nasty in the tackle. And he is very, very good in the air. I think he's won something like 83% of his aerial duels this season. Joe Gomez has only won, I think it's about 56%. Something like that. Remembered. Thank you, thank you. Koulibaly, you know, 75%. So, you know... And they're comfortably six foot two plus. I think Kula Barley's about six four, six five, isn't he? And he's, he's you know, a he is a big, <laughs> he's a big bloke. But he's, I, I just, for me, in the current form right now, Martinez is the best centre half in the Premier League. In the world, not in the Premier League. We are joking. In the Premier League, that's a big shout. On current form, on current form, he's only saying this because. Martinez in an interview a few weeks ago said that he based his game on his. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a bold shout. I'm trying to think of names I could potentially throw back, but, but we could. You know, but there's a case for Botman. There's a case for Botman. He's had a tremendous start. Who else, though? John Stones is sitting on the bench and he's inconsistent, inconsistent when he plays. Diaz. Diaz hasn't really looked like. Sitting the on player. the bench with his foot in a cast. 
to be fair. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, yeah. You threw me there. <laughs> I can tell you. Threw, you, you threw me there completely. Like, Saliba's had a good start. Yeah. Fair play. Um, well, so but, there, there are people there or thereabouts, but your your go-to sort of stalwart centre-halves, Van Dijk hasn't been with it. Matip, obviously, uh, has been injured. Yeah, I think. injured. He has injured. Been injured. Yeah, no, he's injured. I wanted to confirm that before I got called out again. Uh, he's been injured, but you know, he was quite good against Van Dijk. So, find me another centre-half that is performing the way he's performing individually. You probably could just argue Saliba. Yeah, it's probably on on a on an individual basis. Yeah, so yeah, maybe maybe we could look at that another Nothing episode comments. actually. Great signing. Yeah, good. so the next one we want to talk about then Richarlison, fifty two point two million, nine Premier League games, three assists, transfer flop or not? I love him. You just you want him on your you team. You want him on your team. You want him on your team. You hate him when he's against you. Yeah, and you want him on your team. Yeah. And he's actually a bit all right at football as well. Because <laughs> those sort of players, like your Jerry Bartons and your Lee you Catamoles, they were rubbish at football. Yeah. But you wanted him on your team. Yeah. Whereas this bloke, he ain't bad. Wouldn't And do keep you up his. Yeah, exactly. During the game. Exactly. For all this talk about the game's gone and the game's gone soft, he's he still embodies horribleness. It's the I and, love, it, and it's tremendous. But I love also Classic. the showmanship as well. Brazilian mm, kind of he's, vibe. He's got when the flair, he, yeah, yeah. Classic South American. I absolutely love it. So we're all agreeing then. Definitely not a transfer flop. No. Yeah, I'd probably agree with that, yeah. I think we're all agreeing that. Obviously yeah. there's no no goals in the Prem at the minute, but he bagged he's bagged in the Champions League, well. League yeah. So his capability of goal scoring is there. We've seen it at, at Everton. And he charms in with a goal during big games as well. He does. Or when you really, really need it. Yeah, he kept Everton up last season single handedly. Yeah, I'll let's agree. be honest. Oh god, yeah, absolutely. He yeah. saved that Frank, didn't he? Absolutely. Definitely. So the next one I want to talk about <laughs> is Kukurea. Kukurea, transfer flop or not, for fifty eight point seven million. He's played ten games for Chelsea. And I think this is the most bizarre signing. Great name, great hair. Not a flop. Shouldn't shouldn't have gone to Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, I, I he, he, he should have kicked his. Sort of, well, no, he shouldn't because I don't like it when players do that. But if you had to choose between Chelsea or City, I'd have kicked my toys out the pram and waited for City. Uh, and waited for City, or not kicked my toys out the pram, hung fire till January, and then just made your point very clear in a professional and respectable manner. <laughs> I want to go to City. Boring. Please don't stop it. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. I don't think Chelsea, Chelsea's right. I don't think he suits the system because he's been playing as a back three, as yeah. a left-sided centre-back, and he's yeah. not built as a centre-back. I know you talked about Martinez, but at least Martinez has got that fight. You look at yeah. Kukurea, you wouldn't back him in any 50-50 challenge. Unless it was like someone like Dan James, I wouldn't back him in a 50-50 he's at a, all. He's a great wing-back, isn't he? I've never seen yeah. the bloke put tackling, but I've never seen him at a ball. But he's got a, he's got a great left foot on him, tremendous crosser of the ball. And he gets up and down. And lovely air. And lovely air. So I'd go for transfer flop personally because I just don't think he suits the system. And that's not. I feel like it's harsh on him, but I think it's a transfer flop. It, it's harsh on him as a player. It's a two but it's a, it's a flop as a transfer. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe we're all agreeing on all this. It's great. Yeah, I agree. Not too much arguments. Uh, next one Darwin Nunes, 72 million signed for Liverpool. <laughs> And in that time, Premier League stats aren't actually that bad. Seven goals, seven games, sorry, three goals, one assist. It's not actually that bad. Four contributions in seven games. I get the red card and the stuff like that. And I think, personally, I know this might be a bit of a, a, a random shot, but I don't think he's actually as bad as people think. I think he gets a lot more stick because he knows where the goal is. And we can all laugh about how he misses a lot of good chances and things. But he's still scored 
three goals in seven games, which is not a terrific start, really, for a new signing. Young lad, 22 years old, to come to the Premier League and score three goals in his first seven games. I don't think he's a bad a bad start. But I just think the numbers that players like Haaland set doesn't help his situation. He was put in the same bracket as Haaland, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. I don't think he should have I been. I don't know though. who bought... Well, I say I don't know who bought... Seemingly by everyone and the media for no yeah. particular reason, and it's very unfair on him. Um, and yeah, but for some reason, it's in my head that they're meant to be in the same bracket. That's why he's a flop. Uh, the, the only reason that they were put in the same bracket is the two teams who have been hashing it out for the Prem for the last couple of years have both made marquee striker signings in the same transfer window. They're naturally going to be compared in that sense, but then when you start getting into the way they play. Mm, no, I don't think each other at all. Completely yeah. different. Like, Nunes can play on the wing. And yeah. Things like he has played yeah, a lot of his time on that left hand side. And you think, can you imagine Haaland doing that? And stuff like that. They, they, they shouldn't be. They're just two big lads, basically. So we've gone. Okay, they're the same player. Yeah. yeah I, 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 for me, and I want to be careful how I phrase this because I don't want it to be mis, misconstrued. You touched on it where you said you couldn't put Haaland on the wing. Haaland can't play on the wing. I completely agree. He's he's not for me. I don't think he's technically minded enough where he could. He'd be like a big stiff idiot on the uh, wing, wouldn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Simon Choi for the Albion. He just shouldn't be a winger. Great player. <laughs> great player, cult hero, but he shouldn't be a winger. Should he was he? a great winger. He was <laughs> one of our best wingers. But have a bit of respect. <laughs> I love the bloke. A trick at Newcastle. One of the best hat tricks I've seen. I was there that time. Um, whereas Nunes, you could put as you say on the wing and you could be sounding the knowledge that he could probably beat a man and he could probably deliver and you know he, he could sort of swap around with you know Firmino if Firmino went up top I, I don't think Haaland could but Haaland is so good at what he does he doesn't need to yeah but we're doing it again now we're, we're comparing the two and we've just said we shouldn't be comparing and we've done it you can't talk about one without talking about the other it's mad in it you know, <coughs> whether it be the media or whether it be you know what we've seen over the last couple of years so now you naturally look at City and Liverpool up until this year as the top two uh, teams in England with nobody close it, it, you compare the teams you compare the players how many times you see on Sky Sports oh, give me a, a Joint uh, combined Man City Liverpool eleven. Yeah, it's all the time. You know, so you've got no choice but to compare it. I've done two this year as well. <laughs> I'm part of the problem as well. I know that. He, he 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 won't be a flop. He'll he'll score for Liverpool because they they do still create chances and they're still a, a, an all right team going forward. I I wouldn't say he's a transfer flop, and I wouldn't say he's not a transfer flop. I'd say plop. <laughs> I'd put him in the Darwin middle. Poonis, the transfer Darwin plop. Poonis, the plop, yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant, that. Darwin Poonis, the transfer plop. I'd put him in as a middle. I'd say he's not right a hero there, personally. And I can't believe I've, I've come to this conclusion. I've kind of tried to sit back and think about how much... Because he gets so gets more slander than any other signing for no, like, for no reason. We haven't pressed him. Like we haven't pressed any other players when we're talking about them and new signings the way we do with Darwin Nunes and I don't know what it is because you're not comparing any of the other signings to, to Haaland that's why mm-hmm. yeah. Haaland's not on this list by the way because there's no point doing whether he's a transfer flop or not he's absolutely not on this list I've just realised because I didn't there's not a discussion is there really no. okay then the last two Wesley Fofana 72.3 million to Chelsea and he's played four Premier League games 
who wants to take the floor with this? Because this signing for me baffles me. The more I look at it, the more it just makes no sense. Overpaying ridiculous amounts <coughs> for Fafana. How on earth? Fair play to Leicester because they do it every year. They get a ridiculous fee for a player. Someone at Leicester is a genius. Is is the best salesman on the planet? Yeah. Somebody at Leicester, but Fafana and Kilabale for a combined total of over a hundred million. It's ridiculous. They're not feeling with confidence, are they? Yeah. I think the bloke. I think the bloke's toxic. To be honest, I think he's a problem child. He, when he wanted to move to the Premier League, what? Go ahead, carry on, carry on. Oh. <laughs> EastEnders uh, when style. He, when, 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 <laughs> when he wanted to move to the Prem, he kicked up a fuss at, um, I think, Sinetian, weren't he? Uh, you know, and, and really sort of was very awkward with them and all that sort of stuff to force through a move to to Leicester. Uh, and then he's got to Leicester. He's been, he was very good at Leicester. Yeah. Credit where credit's due, he was very good at Leicester and he took to the, the league very well. And then all of a sudden, he gets a little bit of a glance from a bigger team, and uh, and he do, he does the exact same again. As soon as he it's not going his way at Chelsea, you know, because he's not had a great start. If he he's left on the bench or anything like that, something changes and he's not happy, he'll just do the exact same. Problem, problem, child. Wouldn't, wouldn't it's not an attractive him. prospect, is it? No, as the signing club, no. two two big transfers. <clears throat> And both both transfers have been forced through by the player being awkward and spitting his dummy out. You, just, you wouldn't... It's just not a safe investment. Yeah, I'd agree then. So we all say transfer flop. But also, if he wants to go on to the next level, like he has done twice already by digging his heels in and whatnot, there's only so far you can go from Chelsea in terms of the next level. You've got to start performing. Yeah, you've got no, to yeah. start changing your attitude and putting, you know, putting the performances in. You know, I know it's only four appearances, but he's looked at, at in those four appearances. He's looked, he's looked a shadow of the player he once was. He was at Leicester. He's yeah. looked a shadow of Trevor Chalobah. <laughs> yeah, no, Trevor Chalobah's been great, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, great. He, he has been really good. Because Potter even said he surprised him, didn't he? Potter said yeah. I did not expect him to turn out to be as good as he is. Yeah, no class. Um, and then the final one, the most expensive transfer of the summer transfer window, Anthony for 85.5 million to Man United, six games, three goals and zero assists, transfer flop or not. I'd love to hear everyone's thoughts. He's a whole fan, isn't he? <laughs> Is he? Have you seen his celebration? You're getting more by the Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> I actually believed that, you for yeah, a second yeah. then. You're getting more by the Tigers, more by the Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Easily the most the, ridiculous football time I've the, ever heard. The worst awesome. football time. Oh yeah, definitely, life. definitely Shocking. pathetic. So are we saying transfer flop or not then? No, absolutely not. No, not at all. Since he came into the team, he, he was he was a late signing, wasn't he? Yeah. Since he came since he came into the team, I'd say Man United have been on the up, oh, and he's been for me. He's been the catalyst for that. Um, He's a Ten Hag signing. Clearly wants to play for Ten Hogs. Clearly wants to play the way that he's playing. Yeah. Um, and arguably, he's first name on the team sheet. Yeah, yeah. I'd agree. So, yeah. in today's market, for a bloke who's going to be the first name on the team sheet at a club as massive as Manchester United, eighty-five million. 
it's not actually that bad, is it? It's crazy. It's what it is. I love the fact that we saw him get the goals and we saw everyone moaning about <coughs> Anthony and we saw Ten Hag out him for not tracking back. Mm. We saw Paul Scholes talk about it and instantly the next game he was the first man to track his runners yeah. all the yeah, way back yeah. and I absolutely loved that. Because loads of footballers don't do nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Ever. Because yeah. he scores as well and he's got the trickery. I love him. He's a really good player and he's yeah, quite yeah. exciting to watch, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We've not seen, because this is what we expected Sancho to do at United mm. and he hasn't done it. Sancho's been quite, a, he's, he's he just turns back in, cuts inside and passes it backwards. Mm. Where you see Anthony drive it, he's very direct. He's that goal against City. He had no reason to shoot from where he did, yeah. but he just does. He just pulls the trigger all the time. I really yeah. I really like him. Really exciting. Yeah, massively. Massively. It, you don't mind. It, it, it's a great signing. Uh, it's a great sign in someone, especially a new signing, where they've got to come to... You do to, well to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, took me two attempts out, fair enough. But he's had to, he's come to a new league, obviously big step up. Been outed virtually instantly after a couple of games for what you've just said. And then as you say, it comes back then the next game and it's proven to the most expensive player of the transfer window and he's still happy to come in, not be sort of too big for his boots, yeah. get called out on something and then be willing to work. In, in in a you know a team and an environment which has got all these this this drama going on and he just keeps his keeps his nut down delivers yeah. on the pitch and then works to to put right what people deem him to be doing wrong. United so, would be somewhere somewhere near where they would expect to be if they had eleven players with his mentality. Yes. Oh yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. You can have as much flair and as much skill and play these fancy balls and score you know the goals and all that sort of stuff. But he, he, he wants to do the basics right and perfect. You're right. players who do the basics right and you you'll be you won't be far wrong with you. It feels really old school saying it, but like grit and determination is priceless. A, t- yeah. a, 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 a team like United because they don't have any of it. Thank you, so. Roy Keane. I know. I feel disgusted. <laughs> It's not like I'm taking Graham Sinus's spot here, and I that's Graham Sinus. That's what they call him in the comments. They call Sai Graham Sinus oh, for his yeah. opinions, and he gets wound up by it. So I'm trying to get it to stick. I keep saying it. I'm trying. Sinus. Oh, okay. no, I know of it. It'll, it'll stick. Yeah. Definitely, <laughs> Graham Sinus. Yeah, yeah. I prefer Slurman to be honest. Slurman's good as well. Slurman. I think that's the perfect. Ending. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely the perfect ending. Uh, listeners, let us know in the comment section down below if you disagree with any of our opinions. I'd smash the like button and do subscribe. Please leave us a five star review if you haven't already. Five stars only. Exactly. Matt, Jake, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Book out, Sam. Over and out, baby.